Blog Talk Radio. with my co-host Ian Bush and our guest, the exciting, the one and only, 
music artist Matt Weston. It's always a pleasure, Matt, to have you on the show because I have watched you grow as an artist for several years and you just never cease to amaze. That song gives me chill bumps. Oh, thank you so, so much uh, for the kind words and thanks for having me again. It's always great to talk to you. Um, and uh, yeah, you know what? Um, I just keep trying to raise the bar and uh, it's really, it's really good to know that, uh, that people are noticing. So thank you so much. That's, that's why I do this. You know, it's great. Well, well, you are quite welcome. And and that song means more to me than you probably know. I have a grandson-in-law who is a deputy sheriff. My late husband was an LEO with the state attorney's office. In fact, he got shot in the line of duty years ago. I have many, many friends that are LEO. So when when you pay homage to the men and women that go out every day and do it willingly and put their life on the line to try to keep us safe, especially in the environment we're in now, kudos right. to you, my friend. Kudos to you. Thank you. Thank you. You just gave me goosebumps right there. Um, yeah, this song means so much to me. Um, I have a lot of friends in law enforcement, and one in particular, this um inspired this song in me just because, you know, um, I've seen, I've heard the stories, you know, of his career and I've seen the pride in his eyes. I've seen the pain in his eyes and the sacrifices he had to make. And he would do it all over again. Um, and to tell you what, I couldn't do it. I, it takes a special kind of person to go out and put themselves in, in danger for everyone else and then come mm-hmm. home and, and just be a mother or a father or a husband or a wife, you know, and uh, turn it off. I, I don't know how they do it, and um, I just wanted to do something for them, something small, you know, anything I could, and this is my tribute to them. Well, I guarantee you it's going to get airplay in about 30 countries plus here <laughs> <laughs> because we we have got the platform for it. And, Ian, I know you want to weigh in on this because oh, of course. You you are – in the same position in a different environment. So, oh, yeah. Um, with me in the firefighting, I mean, I've met mm-hmm. plenty of police officers that, man, um, you know, there's always that brotherly, sisterly love that, you know, mm-hmm. there's the fire dogs and the dog chasers. That's what you call police. You know, they go out and they they get the dog, the stray dogs, and we get the cats out of the trees, right? But, man, <laughs> those guys, they they – they save our bacon, no pun intended. I mean, when, when we call go on a scene and it's not safe yet, we don't even roll mm-hmm. on the scene. I mean, I don't think a lot of people know that, that we do not go and do what we need to do until they make sure that whatever needs to happen needs to happen and the scene is safe. So, yeah, man, mm-hmm. they're, they're our, our sword and shield. Like, I, I really respected that song, too. Yeah. So. That's appreciate you doing that. So if anything, yeah, you gotta do like a a firefighter song next. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the the song is really aimed towards law enforcement specifically, but the spirit of it is really for all first responders. And oh, yeah. uh, like you just said right there, I think any anyone that's in that kind of line of work can relate to that song. And okay. um, you know, I've gotten nothing but amazing feedback from from people you know a lot of a lot of tears a lot of smiles a lot of hugs and um i honestly couldn't be more grateful um for this song i'm thankful for it you know i put a lot of work into it but it's bigger than me it's it's for you guys and it's it's part of my legacy and i'm 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 so proud of it so thank you guys for for featuring it tonight it it means everything to me oh there was no doubt when I when when Michael sent me that song, it was the first one that I played when I was going through all the songs you sent me, and I said, "Oh yeah, that's the opening song." And ladies and gentlemen, if you have a problem with it, get over, go get your beer, come back, sit down, and listen to the rest of the show. Don't even just get over yourself. Yeah. <laughs> now, now I'm going to introduce you to Matt. Like I said, he's been on the show before because we just went straight from the song to talking about it. 
Um, he hailed mm-hmm. from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and he had his debut album, Legacy, is dedicated to the memory of his late father. And if you're okay, I would like to, to talk about that in a few minutes because you've had yeah. as much grief in your life as I have, so I understand that journey too. Matt gave up a promising career as an engineer. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is one intelligent, intellectual young man. And and while you all might say, well, he gave up a lot of money to be, as an engineer, to be a country musician and an actor, he has a gift. And his gift is is putting words to music and being impactful just like he was with his song. His first single, Our Redneck of the Woods, reached the Indie World Country Charts and the European Country Music Association Charts. Matt was also on the Top 200 International Country Artist Charts. His follow-up singles, Farm Town and You Leave Me No Choice, also received international airplay and charting. His last two singles, Stomp On and Hey Bro, which we're going to talk about because those also are close to his heart, are from his forthcoming EP to be released on MTS Records. Both singles reached the Top 100 Airplay Today Country Chart, while Stonephone reached the iTunes Country Sales Top 40. And here's, here is the kicker, ladies and gentlemen. And if you don't think this man has talent, I'm going to tell you something. If he wasn't as talented as he is, there is no way on God's green earth he would have this next gig. He will star as the one and only Johnny Cash in an upcoming film production starring Baywatch's Donna and Rio. He is a two-time International Music and Entertainment Association Male Country Artist of the Year. He appeared in the October 10, 2018 issue of Billboard magazine as an emerging artist, which is hard to get into the magazine, much less be listed as an emerging artist. And you just heard the newest single, Thin Blue Line. Wow. Yeah, wow. That's a, that's a lot. I don't have a list of things. I'm starting to lose track of, of all this stuff. <laughs> and, and it's just been a few short years, Matt. It's not like you've... you've blew out there many years ago and is still riding on that star. This has just been in the last few years. Yeah, yeah, my debut album's only about three years old, so I'm just yeah. getting started. You know. So ladies and gentlemen you can't go now. Don't don't even think about going now. You just have to wait till after the show. So tell me how you got the gig to, and, and then, well, before that, I, I heard a story about how some fans were not real happy because you did something when you got this part. Now, when you see the uh, covers of his albums <laughs> and he tells you this story, you will understand what I'm saying. Go ahead, Matt. Well, um, yeah, this... Uh... The role of Johnny Cash, this this project, it really just fell into my lap. Um, it goes back about ten years, actually. You know, I was dabbling in independent filmmaking, and um, <clears throat> there was a girl that that I'd worked with, uh, and we we were we kind of kept in touch here and there. We were still friends, but um, she was a part of the she is a part of this project. It's called One Sixteen McDougal, is the name of the film. Um, and real quick, it's based on, it's actually real true story, uh, from the people, uh, that are still around. Uh, it's, it's the late 1950s, early 1960s at the Gaslight Cafe in Greenwich Village, New York. And this wow. is where the counterculture movement got started. The, you know, the, uh, and the story is all about how the owner, John Mitchell had to protect his musicians and artists and writers from the mafia, from the, the government, the FBI, police. Um, because their message was counterculture, and they were considered a, a threat to society. So story is all about how all these famous musicians like uh, Bob Dylan, Woody Guthrie, 
um, Noah Paul Stuckey from Peter, Paul, and Mary, um, and a bunch of famous beat writers like Jack Kerouac and Allen Ginsberg, um, how they all went through there and changed music history and American history. Uh, so this is all true stuff. But when they found out that Johnny Cash would go in there and perform whenever he was in town, um, and that's, I think, where he, he met Bob Dylan as well. Bob Dylan was about 18 years old at the time. Um, they were like, wow, I mean, he's too iconic not to put in the film. So my friend who I'd worked with years prior to that said, I have a suggestion. I think I might know a guy that could do it. So they called me, and I was just, I was at a cookout. I was drinking beer with my family in the middle of summer. You know, I was just having a good time. And I get this phone call. Yeah. You know, it just fell into my lap. And they were like, okay, this is the project. You were suggested by so-and-so. And um, what do you think? I said, well, guess what? I just so happen to have a recording of me singing Folsom Prison Blues, and I'll send it right over to you. And <laughs> they couldn't believe it. So within a couple hours, you know, they, the producers all listened to it, the director, and they unanimously decided that it was the role was mine. And I was the only person that they even – uh, audition. Wow. So wow. it just really fell into my lap based on stuff that I was pursuing almost a decade before that. Um, so it's really cool how it comes full circle, you know. Um, the music and, and the acting are, are coming together, which I, I always hoped they would, and what better way to do it than to be Johnny Cash in a movie? My goodness. Oh, He's like yeah. one of my biggest idols. So and he's an icon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I was just at the Johnny Cash Museum in Nashville last week, and I'll tell you what, I, I cried more than once in there. It was um, it was an emotional experience. It's, just, it's beautiful. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I we haven't started filming yet. Uh, I just got some good news that things are rolling again. You know, everything kind of got shut down because of COVID, but things are moving ahead again. But we did do a live performance, and we did record the soundtrack, so – Soundtrack is done. I have two songs on that. But we did a live performance, kind of like a condensed version of the film uh, last April. Or, no, that would have been 2019. Before, 2020 is a lost year. That's, that's just yeah. lost time. You know? We just write that. <laughs> yeah, we just write 2020 off yeah. like it never happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we, uh, we did a live show, so I had to look the part, right? So I had to cut my long, beautiful locks of hair and... Uh, that's, I think, what you're talking about. Some mm-hmm. of my fans were a little upset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, I started to grow it back out a little bit again. But guess what? I just found out yesterday, um, and I don't have details yet, but there's a, um, a film, no, um, a music festival in New York uh, in September next month. And um, the, the grand finale is going to feature some of the, some of the actors, some of the musicians that are involved in this film and I'm going to be one of them performing in New York, a few songs as Johnny Cash um, for the grand finale for this uh, music festival. So I'll be cutting my hair again. (laughs) If I had you in front of me, if I had you in front of me right now, Matt, instead of just through the power of radio, I would give you the biggest hug because I am that proud of you. Thank you so much. Thank you. You know, that that makes me feel great because, you know, one thing that keeps me motivated to do this and to continue is because I want to make my dad proud, you know, and that's, oh, he you know, I base my, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, that's a, it's a huge motivating factor for me. Um, my debut album is dedicated to him and I mean, I've come so far so quickly. I have to keep going, you know, so I know he's proud. Well, and one of, in my way of thinking, because I've been in this business for a long, long time, and I've known, like I used to tell people about about my my beautiful late husband, he sat with kings and he sat with paupers, but he was never arrogant about, and he's very well known. In, in his field and all over the world, but he was never arrogant. He was one of the most humble men I knew. This is why you, my friend, on this journey are getting so many blessings because you are so, so 
humble. And that comes through in your character and it comes through in your persona and it comes through in your conversation. And your father would prove that as well. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's um that's one thing that um I guess I've I've always been kind of uh I've always been a humble guy and I really have no desire to, to brag. I hate it. It actually uh <laughs> makes me sick to my stomach. I don't like it. So <laughs> Yeah, just let me brag on you like a just let me brag on you like a prag mom, proud mama, and we'll yeah. be good. And Ian, yeah, I know you've got <laughs> <laughs> Ian, I know you've got some questions, my darling. Of course, I always got questions. You know that? Of course. So, yeah. a fellow East Coast Northerner, see, and Yvonne knew she was like, "Oh yeah, he's going to bring that up first thing out of the show." <laughs> You know I miss my northerners and my easterners, Yvonne. Of course. So you what? I know. So I was looking at your genre, and it says that you're rock um, on some of your songs, but it does have a, a very definitive country feel. Is there a big mm-hmm. country scene in Pittsburgh, or did you start kind of creating that a little bit with uh, your music and what you were doing? How, how did that all come about? Well, um, Pittsburgh actually has. It's pretty diverse. Pittsburgh has a great um, music scene. Um, just people love music here, and there's all different kinds of music. And because it's a you know it's a blue collar town, it's it's mm-hmm. a tough town. Country music is 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 huge here. Um, one of the biggest concerts every year uh, when he comes is uh, Kenny Chesney. It's it's insane. You should see the stadium is packed. The the, the tailgaters outside it's just people as far as you can see it's crazy so country scene here is pretty strong and there are some um some country bands here you know cover bands that uh, that do very well in pittsburgh so um now i didn't really uh, you know i didn't really choose country for a specific reason you know because of pittsburgh or anything like that it's kind of the music that i've gravitated towards and i think my voice suits it and my dad likes country, and it's just it's just part of, you know, a lot of it is it, I can relate to how I was raised and the kind of person that I am. So country really just came naturally, um, and it, I think country is really countrywide. It, it, there, there's that one there's that one song, country must be countrywide. It is. It really is. Doesn't matter where you're from. It's really like a it's really a, a frame of mind or like a lifestyle. Um, yeah. It, it's it's more than just a location. Yeah. And, and no, with I mean, that, I, I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and with that, before we get too far into the show, because Matt, you're going to have to come back. You do know that, right? Because we have so many songs, so many things to talk about. There's no way we're going to get it done in the next 36 minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. You know, I, okay. I love coming on and talking to you guys. And, you know, I have a lot of more things coming up in the future that we can talk about. And and with that being said, you were I do not stand in line. Yvonne doesn't stand in line for anybody. It doesn't matter who it is, the president, the pope, the the queen. I don't stand in line for people. I would stand in line for your concert. Just saying. Oh my goodness! Wow, wow, that's that's <laughs> that's saying something. You're quit making me blush. <laughs> I'm, I'm just honest. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just That's honest. You, you know me. So, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. this is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my co host, Ian Bush, and our guest, the one and only Matt Weston, who I'm going to adopt to this show. So, y'all just stay tuned. But I'm going to play another one of his new songs. And then, if time permits, I want to play one of my favorite old songs. So hang on and we'll be right back. Well, 
the show started that I could definitely catch some some other bands that uh, accompany that band that sounds very similar and um, I, it really makes me happy. I really like it. So you want to give a shout out to your, your bandmates there, bud? Well, um, <clears throat> the guys that made this happen, first of all, is that guy, I'll tell you what, has been a godsend. He's like a mentor. And he took me under his wing um, when I when I came to him wanting to record, you know, after I'd lost my father. And um, he believed in me, and he, he knew he understood my my vision and, and and why I was doing it. And he has coached me and helped me really to progress in my career so quickly. But he's the one that put everyone together for me. He knew who would sound right according to like the sound I'm looking that I want, you know. He just knows me so well. It's great. So he got, um, like, Mike Brignardello, for one, uh, bass player. He's played on all of my stuff, um, and he's world-class. And one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Um, just ultra-talented. And um, I think uh, I think it was Steve Hinton played the steel guitar on that. I have had a couple different uh, steel guitar players. and uh, But then Adam Ernst, uh, he was, he's a Pittsburgh guy, but he – He's actually in Nashville now. He's touring with his band uh, after after Midtown or something, after Midland or something. I can't remember. But uh, he's a very talented local guy from outside of Pittsburgh. 
and he played the drums and he played the electric guitar and he played the acoustic guitar and the, the ganjo. Um, just an ultra talented, great guy. Um, and then tonic recording studio where we did it. Um, Doug Casper, who, who owns it. Um, you know, he just, he knocked it out of the park as well. So, um, I wish I could say that this was my personal band. Um, <laughs> maybe someday, but, uh, but no, these were all guys that I, that I put together, uh, with the guidance of Brian Cole. And, um, we made some magic happen. I mean, they're your band in a way, aren't they? They're your bandmates, yeah, you know, I mean, you all, you all get together and yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I and, wish and, I was and, like, you know what I mean, though, like personally touring with with these guys. You know, they're just so good. Oh yeah, yeah. It yeah. could happen. Yeah. Things yeah, have happened I'm, to I'm you that, be... that you didn't know were going to happen, so this could happen as well. Oh my goodness, yeah. you could say that again. That's like every day of my life right now. <laughs> All right, Matt. <laughs> do you remember? Uh, do you remember yeah. the first time you came on this show, and I said? Hold on to your hat because you were going places. Yeah, it's um well you were right, you know. Um things are happening for sure. Uh slowly surely. I'm actually gonna be working with a band in the Nashville area and um if everything works out I'll be their front band and we're gonna be touring uh, uh probably within the next six months. So a lot a lot of things are happening. Well, if you come to South Florida, let me know. I'll stand in line for a ticket. Yeah. What part of South Florida are you in? I am in Port St. Lucie. I am south of Daytona and north of West Palm Beach. I'm in between the two. Okay. Okay. Well, if you were just in West Palm Beach, you were 45 minutes from me. You were 45 minutes oh, south okay. from me. So, yeah. Okay. Uh-oh. She's, she's going to be disappointed in you now. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even stop for coffee. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, really. You know, you could have called. <laughs> yeah. There, there are two songs that you just released, and, and I read a little bit about the backstory of these songs, and they touched me. Because, like I said earlier, you and I have been on a similar journey for the last few years with the loss of your father, the accident of your brother, and we, you and I have been on this this parallel journey. Tell me and Ian about what happened and what happened when your brother came to see you play and perform and you sang Stomp On and Hey Bro, that had to be a pivotal moment and memory for you. Yeah. Um, well, what had happened was uh, my, my my younger brother and uh, and my cousin, who's like, uh, we call each other brother, we're, we're as close, they were in a pretty bad uh, accident and my brother's truck flipped and my cousin didn't have his seatbelt on, and he got partially ejected and dragged Eight. and destroyed. I, I, they never – I don't know how, how they pieced him back together. Um, he's, he's doing amazing right now. He's, he's like 100%, but he's got all kinds of rods and screws and pins in him now but, and scars all over him, but he's, uh, he's doing great. But anyways, um, when he got back from being in the ICU for – uh, it must have been close to two months. He was at home and, you know, still really banged up. Couldn't really move around too much. And I wanted to show him my new song that I just released called Hey Bro. And um, he immediately just like perked up and started clenching his fist and saw his foot tapping. And he just, he, he just did to the song immediately because we call each other brother. And the song is about, you know, the, the bond between, between people that go through things together, you know, that they got each other's back, no matter what they're brothers from mm-hmm. another mother, you know, as they say, um, the song's really about that bond and that love, um, and that trust. So fast forward, um, maybe a year or so I was, uh, I was honored at my, at my school district, uh, 
they inducted me into their uh, distinguished alumni. Oh, and wow. um, and I got to perform uh, a few of my songs for my for my hometown community. And um, well, Hey Bro was one of them. And I told the story of what happened when I, I was on stage and I told everybody, well, this song is dedicated to my, to my cousin. Um, I told the whole story and just like how much I love him and, and how much he loved this song. So this is like our song. This is me and him. This is our song. And I, I performed the song for him, but I didn't know they were going to do this. They, <laughs> I was like, he's in the audience right now because the story was like, Oh my God, is he alive? You know? I was like, he's right here. They shined the spotlight on him. He didn't expect that. And then he stood up, and everyone clapped for him. And he started crying. Mm. And I've never seen this guy cry. Um, and so the whole, yeah, like the whole community was, was cheering for him. And I got to perform this song for him live in front of everybody. And it was one of the most touching things that I've ever experienced. And I don't know how I got through the song without crying myself. Um, so that, that one's super, super special, uh, to me and, and my family for sure. That's, um, music is so powerful. Yeah. It amazes Yes, it is very powerful. Yeah. It, it can bring somebody out of a coma. It can soothe a savage beast. It can give someone like your cousin a more determination for his purpose. Yeah. Ian, yeah, I mean, it's, are you, it can make time you, travel, you know. <laughs> it really does. Ian, are you still with us? Of course. I okay. Hey, you know, I know I talk a lot, but I can listen every once in a while. Well, no, I, I just know that, that sometimes things touch you, and you have to kind of go and regroup and then come back. <laughs> <laughs> She's making fun of my emotional side. Come on now. I hey, am nice. not. No. I'm being respectful. <laughs> No, yeah. No, I'm good. I'm good. No, actually, he stole oh one of my God, questions. I'm not going to lie. I was going <laughs> to bring up all the stuff that we uh, – we. Uh, no, 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 he, he did because I was going to say, um, you know, you've done all these things and whatnot, and you've been on, like, you know, the Billboard magazine, and I was going to ask, how have you built others up? But that's – blows my question out the water. Like, that's perfect right there. Like <laughs> – yeah. This is this is the beauty of off the chain. Sometimes you don't have to ask the question; it just it just gets answered. You know, that's why I was like, I'm just listening. Like that's exactly what I wanted to hear. <laughs> well, his yeah. his first album, Ian, his first album mm-hmm. was dedicated to his father. It's called Legacy. Well, yeah. another another powerful memory that was created because of this album is the fact that the album was dubbed the IMEA Country Album of the Year. Yeah, I read that too. That just, Matt, that just vilifies and and solidifies the fact that this is your purpose, my friend. You're there to make memories for yourself, your family, and others out there. Yeah, it's. I have goosebumps right now thinking about it. Um, you know, when I when when I got the IMEA award for uh, male country artist of the year, that was awesome. That really was like, um, that was my first award, and it was right out of, out the gate uh, from when I released my album, and it really made it hit home that okay, wow, I'm doing this, and people are hearing me. This is a path yeah. for my life now, and. I never expected that. It was awesome. But when the, when I got the award for the album, the album, not me, the album got the award. I was even more proud, even more proud because that represents so much of, you know, my heart and my dad and everything. And that really was the award that, um, I'm so grateful for. Um, I'll tell you what, uh, this is a path to my life. And it's funny, you know, I named, I named it Legacy because, you know, it was to honor my father. But I didn't realize I was starting a whole new legacy of my own. And uh, now I have a new purpose and a new path in my life. And it, it was unexpected. But I do feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. 
Um, and you know what? I give all all the credit to God, all of it. Uh, Absolutely. I, I feel like it's been blessed in the beginning, and it's all it's all God. And 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 that is what helps keep you humble, and that's that comes through in your music. That comes through in in Hey Bro, in Thin Blue Line, and in all the other music that you have out there. And even though I've never seen you on stage, I'm pretty positive it comes through on stage too. Yeah, I I mean I'm just basically being me. I'm being true to myself, and that's really. That's one reason why I got into, into um, you know, I was an engineer, like you said, and it just wasn't me. I was miserable, and there was a part of me that was just screaming and crying to get out, and that was the creative side, you know, with the acting and the, and the singing. And um, I had to just choose to be myself and not do what I'm supposed to do, like I always did, because um, I'm somewhat of a people pleaser, you know. But now that I'm doing what I feel like, I need to do things are starting to work better. So I think, um, I think it was a good decision, risky, and it's still difficult, but, um, I really do feel like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And you don't work a day in your life because it's a passion. <laughs> yeah. When I'm doing music, it's definitely not work. <laughs> well, and his no. passion's really, el- his passion's really evident too, because, um, when I was researching him, he he actually recorded The Road That Never Was on a cassette deck. Mm-hmm. Do you know that, Yvonne? Yep. So what was, what was your thought process behind that, going old school and, and doing a little bit of a of a different twist like that? <clears throat> we no, I don't I don't know where you got that. <laughs> what? Oh, that. I'm gonna get the article now. Now <laughs> we, we we're we're gonna snopes this right out of the gate. <laughs> <laughs> While yeah. you're getting the article, I want to play this this last song. This is one of the songs that I played when he was here the last time, and it it is just a cute, cute song, and I just absolutely adore it. And Matt, as soon as you hear the intro, you'll know which one it is. I want you to explain to the audience this song as well. <laughs>
was his song, The Devil's Door. As I was listening to that song, and I, I always see the same picture in my mind when I listen to that song. So I'm going to have to paint the, the picture, Matt. I'm sorry. I see mm-hmm. that car flying around Dead Man's Curve with a ghost at the wheel. Where did you come up with that song? It's catchy. It's true to life because a lot of my friends have been killed being stupid in their younger days and some of them even in their older days. Where did that come from? Um, That song was actually written by, I guess, a pretty legendary writer um, or the brother of a legendary writer. What's that one song where uh, say there's another verse? Uh, my buddy Steve Goodman or something uh, wrote this. I was drunk the day my mom got out of prison. What's that song called? Remember? Yes. I forget the name of it. Um, I can't believe it because it's a classic. But anyways, the guy who wrote that, his brother wrote this one, and he also wrote. Uh, I believe he wrote uh, Too Many Mondays, Not Enough Saturday Nights. So what happened was I was. This is when I was, uh, this was on my debut album. And um, Brian, Brian Cole, my producer, had gotten me hooked up with a couple really good publishers in Nashville. Just awesome people and very uh, well-known and respected. Just, and they have amazing, talented writers that, uh, that they work with. So I was able to build relationships with these guys, these publishers, and with these writers. And uh, really... That's what it's all about, you know, not just uh, working with people, but building relationships. And that is right. actually better than, I, you know, I wish I had written that song, but I'm glad that I didn't because the relationships are more valuable. Um, but, yeah, that song just really resonated with me. Um, it, I just, it, it is, it's so visual. I, I, like, I like a song that paints a picture or tells a story. And I think that's why I like country music so much. Um, but that song, it just makes me want to drive. It makes me want to drive real fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're that, thinking of, you're thinking of, da- guy, you're thinking about, you're thinking about David Allen Coe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the guy he mentioned in that song, his brother wrote it. I think it was like Steve well, I tell you, I, I'm like you. When I when I listen to that song, I want to drive, and I drive. I used to drive really, <laughs> really fast, but I don't have to drive really, really fast because my full size Chevy Silverado has its own mind, and it has a six that goes to an eight. And when I get it on the road, it doesn't do 20 miles an hour very well. It it just <laughs> kicks right in and goes on down the road. And I look down, and I'm at a hundred, and I'm going, oh crap. If FHP is going to be taking me to jail today. <laughs> oh, man. Well, buckle up, and I hope your brakes work. Oh, yeah. Oh, they work real well. They, they're they not just anti-lock. They're anti-skid. They're they're anti-everything. I mean, they mm, yeah, it'll stop on a dime and then some. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, well, there's the perfect song for you to drive to. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. Ian, are you still with us, my dear? I know you have questions. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I, I, I got I to admit something on the air. I'm not going to lie. So Uh-oh. attention to detail is really, really important, right? Mm-hmm. So he didn't do that. What the quote was was that it would be the road that never was would be incredibly moving even if it had been recorded on an amateur cassette deck. So, ah. therefore, we just got our first blooper of Off the Shame. So, everyone, like, applause, take a bow. It's going down in the books, Yvonne. It's going down in the books. Well, but that's okay. Everybody's entitled to mistakes. That's what makes us oh, human. Man. Well, I'm glad I was your first. That's the first time I've ever heard that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I said it'd be funny. But no, that's cool. Now I'm part of uh, the story of your uh, show now. Part of the war. Well, and and we could take that we could take that conversation down an entire different rabbit hole, but I don't think we want to. No, that would be too off the chain. (laughs) 
Hey, oh, good one. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 Matt, my friend, and you're going to New York, and you're going to mm-hmm. be Johnny Cash persona. And yes, mm-hmm. ladies, he's got to cut his hair again, but it'll be all right. Now, when yeah. <laughs> when they're going to start filming, hopefully this this movie because. I think the world's going insane again, but maybe they can get past it and get this movie in the can. How long yeah. do you think it'll take to film, and how long after that do you think it'll premiere, and do, where do you think it might premiere? There's a reason for asking. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, well, once we go cameras up, they have a plan to shoot it in 60 days. Wow. And then, and then post-production – uh, they they have a plan to get that done within a couple months as well. So it would be, I would say, now to have it all ready to go, it would be less than six months. But um, I don't, you know, when, when it comes to distribution and paperwork like that, I don't know what, if there would be delays or whatnot for the release. But um, I know that they have, I think they have like a million dollars just set aside for advertising alone. Um it's it's going to be hopefully in theaters. Um, I think it'll be an iconic film. It, it's I want to see it, but I actually get to be in it, so it's really cool. But uh, I think it's <laughs> going to be something. And it's it's an independent film, so um, it'll be a limited release at least at first. Um, but then we'll see what happens. But it's um, it, it's going to be something incredible. I can't wait. Can you, I can't can you see? I can see it being getting an award at the Cannes Film Festival as well as the Oscars and an Emmy. I see it I getting awards too. on Oscars. I really yeah. well, and the reason I ask, of course it is. It's history. The reason I ask mm-hmm. is because I would stand in line to get a ticket to see that movie. So, yeah. well, um, well, we, we got to bring him back, Yvonne, right? When it comes out, yeah, we got to bring him back. Yeah, because we want to launch the movie on this show. Oh yeah, yeah. That would yeah, be fun. Yeah, fly the flag, definitely. Yeah, of course. <laughs> because after all, yes. you have fun on this show because you never know what we're going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Forevermore, Matt will always be my first. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I know Yvonne's been making you blush all night, but I was trying to make you blush a little bit. Come on. This is a little different. Yeah, a little different kind of blush. Just a little bit. Hey, a little bit different of a get... blush. Hey, Ian, you never get over your thirst, buddy. Just remember that. <laughs> You'll always have a special place in my heart, bud. Don't worry about it. Oh, Lord. And, there... and ladies and gentlemen, there went the show. And Matt... I know you said you'll come back, so I'll get with Michael, because I would like for you, if you can, to be kind of a regular on this show, because we've got so many more things to talk about and so much more music to play. But we have reached our five-minute mark. Oh, it goes quick. It does. It It goes too quick. And I, and I hate it when it goes by that fast because we just get wound up and then she'll be screaming at me in a minute going, hey, get off the get off the sound stage, lady. Get off the sound stage. <laughs> so real well, that's quick. That's a sign that it went well. That, that's true. That's very true. What yeah. words of quick wisdom do you have for the audience out there? Because and and ladies and gentlemen, you can go to mattweston.com, but not right now. You can also see him on Facebook under facebook.com Matt Weston Music, but not now, because he's going to give you some words of wisdom. Sure, just in general. Whatever you want to do. Oh, okay. Well, uh, well, first of all, I just want to say thank you guys for for supporting me, and thank you so much for whoever's listening to this. Um, you guys made possible. So uh, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Um, but for anyone out there who's uh, who's looking to get into music or acting or, or pursue a passion of your heart, what I have found in the last few years is that it is worth the risk. And that's part of, that's part of it. You got to, you got to surround yourself with good people you can trust and who support you and encourage you and believe in you, but you got to believe in yourself first. You have to believe in yourself and stay true to yourself. That's where the magic happens. So, Absolutely. And then you've got to take the risk. 
you got to take some risks. So um, if you put those few things together, um, I think anything is possible. And I'm kind of living proof of that. So yes, you are. You know, take that step in faith. Take take a step in faith and follow your heart, because uh, you know you're the only you ever. So don't waste it. And give God the credit. We always give Absolutely. God the credit for our gifts. Ian, do you yeah. have any quick words of wisdom? Yeah, I'll be quick. So, you know, I don't know where I heard it from. I probably plagiarized because all good things are plagiarized, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I always tell all my coworkers, if you look twice, you never make one mistake. Good I should have looked twice on that word because <laughs> – now Matt's my first, and we're going to end on that. All right, man. <laughs> it was just something that, I don't know, it just clicked one day. I Somebody looked at something, it wasn't right. I'm like, hey, man, if you look twice, you never make one mistake, so look again. And they looked, and they're like, oh, man, I did mess up. And for some reason, I've, well, always, I've always carried that. So look twice, you won't make one mistake. So I want mistake, huh? <laughs> Now, now you're a mistake, Matt. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, oh I don't, no! <laughs> it was a happy accident. I'm gonna Bob Ross him into like a happy little tree and some happy birds. Oh, there you go. He, he's a happy accident. Okay. So I want to thank my co-host Ian Bush and my guest Matt Weston, and and with always with off the chain, we never know where this conversation is gonna go. That's why we call it off the chain. <laughs> And Matt will come back because we want to stay up to date on the movie and on his new releases. And we have a whole lot more of his music to play. And again, you can hear indie artists on hangingwithweb.com show. They are an amazing group of people. And Michael Stover with MTS Records. Every day I am grateful for that man for bringing me the, the wonderful independent artist that I have on this show because I watch them grow. I watch them win awards. I watch them become movie stars. So thank you, Michael, for your vision and for being part of Matt's vision. Tomorrow night at, there she goes again, tomorrow night at 8 o'clock, Davy Williamson who is also from MTS Records, will be on the show with us. Matt, I will load this up once it gets to archives. I'll load it up on my page. Then I'll run over to your Facebook, Matt Western Music, and load it up on your page. I'll send it to Michael, and y'all just share it with everybody. Use it as part of your marketing tools. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome, my dear, and I'll get hold of them to get you back on here. So until tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, this is Off the Chain. I am your host, Yvonne Mason, with my co-host, Ian Bush, who I absolutely adore, and Matt Weston, who I do adore, and, and I am so proud of this young man. Go and get his music. Help him succeed. Until tomorrow night, we say good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.